You're listening to Cambridge 105 Radio. Now we cross to the Hills Road War Memorial in Cambridge, where we join Julian Clover for the Royal British Legion's Remembrance Sunday service. And a very good morning to you from the Cambridge War Memorial. Uh, at this moment, Cambridge and Britain preparing to pause at 11 o'clock to commemorate the end of World War I and to remember those killed in the two world wars and the 12,000 British servicemen killed or injured since 1945. We're besides the Cambridge War Memorial, where a number of servicemen are already gathering. In the background, we can hear the sound of Piper Russ McPherson, who is uh, joining the parade, which will come down Station Road. They're setting off from around about halfway, in line with the Microsoft building, and then they'll be marching up towards uh, Hills Road, doing an about turn just outside of the Flying Peak Public House and uh, then making their way to form up outside of the War Memorial. In front of me now, I'm just uh, seeing go past Padre Jonathan Knight, who's going to be conducting the service, alongside Padre Simon Whitaker, who's the chaplain to the Royal Navy Association. Piper McPherson just passing Kett House, which is on the opposite side of the road from where we are this morning speaking to you. But the road has changed somewhat, really, since we were here last time. You'll be aware, of course, of the development which is going on at the Cambridge station. But also, at the, at the same time, a couple of different things in my eyeline. Previously, there would have been the Great Northern Public House. That's now the Smokeworks restaurant. And next to that, uh, we have the Norfolk Street Bakery, which has appeared uh, to take over from the uh, cafe, which has been here in previous years. Everybody forming up now and uh, just getting in places. Piper McPherson is as well, uh, moving just alongside uh, the front of the memorial, which uh, you'll be familiar. The statue at the top of it all is known as the Homecoming. It was unveiled in 1922, and the work of a Canadian sculptor by the name of Dr. Robert Tate Mackenzie. Many people from all over Cambridge taking part in today's service. Uh, you'll also no doubt be hearing very shortly the Salvation Army Band, uh, which I'm just about hearing uh, the sound of coming down Hills Road at the moment. Uh, they'll no doubt uh, form interview. There's a couple of uh, policemen who are uh, moving on ahead of things. It's got a reasonable police presence. I mean, I'd say it's uh, over large. I'd probably say uh, maybe a dozen or so policemen scattered at uh, various points, mainly really for crowd control as much as anything else. Although with temperatures equal this morning to Reykjavik, I'm not entirely sure there'll be as uh, quite a large crowd as we've seen here in previous years. Salvation Army Band now leading everybody down the bottom of Station Road, heading towards the traffic lights. The roads, as you might expect, have been sealed off since round about a quarter past ten. They'll remain shut for the duration of the service and uh, will open again. I think it's round about a quarter to twelve uh, that it's about to, it's going to be opened once more. Parade coming down 
Station Road, just turning the corner now, going in front of Ked's house. A variety of uh, services are represented here and uh, also some of the cadets who uh, are around Cambridge with the Salvation Army Band uh, uh, leading things off. You can probably hear the sound of the drum there beating rather hard in the, in the centre of the group and uh, just in uh, front now of some naval cadets. Uh, there's also, I think it just likes to be a, a, a lone uh, marcher in, in army fatigues from the uh, army cadets and joined by some of the servicemen who are taking part in the service. Some of them uh, carry, carrying reeves, um, a group more of naval cadets are now in uh, the army khaki uh, with assorted berries. I've noticed one green berry there, but mostly the dark berry and a few officers wearing caps behind them. Uh, behind them, uh, we have some naval cadets, uh, some very young, uh, young taking part in all of this. Uh, probably say about maybe just about eight or nine, judging purely really on the height. Beginning to slow down because, as I mentioned, they're only going as far as the flying pig. And already now I'm seeing the start of the parade and the Salvation Army Band, they've made the turn and are making their way down uh, past in front of us here really at the Mills and Reeve building which is just two, well, as you come down Station Road to the left of the Botanic Gardens. But they're forming up and um, marching downwards, uh, bearing their flag, which I can see if I can read uh, the, uh, the, the writing on there. At the top of it, there we are, the Salvation Army Cambridge Citadel Band. And they have their own service, which is going to be taking place a little later on today. They're now going past those uh, traffic lights, which no doubt you'll be all stuck on on many an occasion, and moving down to where some of the other uh, military figures are waiting. There's also a sort of politicians who are going to be joining uh, the three Padres who are taking part in the service. Uh, the one who I didn't mention to you is uh, Padre Michael Beckett, and you'll hear his voice, of course, a little later on as well. The band have uh, now paused. The, uh, the flag of the Salvation Army is uh, being lowered, but still there's a few people who are still uh, marching along, uh, people from the 104th City of Cambridge Squadron of the Air Training Corps, so they're based on Newmarket Road, also the Cambridgeshire Army Cadet Force and officer cadets from the University of Cambridge. Indeed, a little later on, uh, members of the university will uh, lay their own wreaths as well, alongside politicians who include the MP for Cambridge, uh, Daniel Zeichner, and also I noticed the representative uh, for Euclid, uh, uh, Patrick O'Flynn, who stood in the 2015 general election. is Councillor Russ McPherson. If 
everybody falling a good line here and all of a sudden the crowd has appeared. They've obviously timed it very well to uh, keep in the warm for as long as possible. Uh, certainly the officers of Mills and Reeve were being used to uh, keep us all warm and to uh, uh, give everybody some coffee as well. traffic lights. The Padre is uh, preparing to, uh, to speak to everyone and uh, he'll be conducting the service which of course will include the two-minute silence at 11 o'clock. services are represented here from the Army, the Navy and the Air Cadets as well for the Air Force. Cambridge 105 Radio, a very warm welcome to you at home and everyone on the Parade Square. We're live from the War Memorial at Hills Road. Today is Remembrance Sunday. As it says on our War Memorial, to the men of Cambridgeshire, the Isle of Ely, the borough and University of Cambridge who served in the Great War 1914 through 1919 and in the World War, 1939 through 1945 and today in our cycle of remembrance we think especially of the third battle of Ypres 1917 otherwise known as the battle of Passchendaele in a moment of silence let us call to mind God's presence with us In Flanders fields the poppies blow, between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place, and in the sky the larks, still bravely singing, fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead, short days ago 
We lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow. Loved and were loved. And now we lie in Flanders fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you, from failing hands, we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep. Though poppies grow in Flanders fields. And as we think of the men from this county who travelled to those fields in Belgium, we sing our first hymn, Guide Me, O Thou Great Redeemer. Corporal Clifford Lane of the 1st Battalion, Hertfordshire Regiment, describes his experience at the Battle of Passchendaele. We went over the top. It was all quite nice. We didn't have anybody firing at us, nor for the first quarter of an hour or so anyway. We were getting strung out in what we called open formation, a couple of yards between each man, and eventually we came under long-distance machine-gun fire. As we were going along, the man on the right of me was hit in the heart and died. He probably died, but we weren't allowed to stop anyway. It missed me altogether, and that was just the luck of the war. We were told we'd get to a stream called Steenbeck. We got there, 
and were told to lie down prone. We were all lying there when suddenly I felt an object fall at my side. I looked around and it was a tin of woodbines. I looked again, there was a padre. I'd never seen a padre taking part in an attack. And whoever he was, he was worthy of the very highest praise because he was in a very dangerous position. We hadn't had too many casualties at the time. And when we saw a pillbox not far away, about a couple of hundred yards, we were told to make for that. We got up and got about 50 yards towards it. Then we were told to get down again. Then we were told to get up. As we got up, we came under very heavy machine gun fire from quite a distance away. And practically the whole of our platoon was wiped out. It's got most of them in the heart. The one that hit me caught me in the shoulder joint. Private Ernest Gray's Army Cyclist Corps was killed in action at the Battle of Passchendaele in August 1917, aged 19. His mother wrote to a friend of Ernest to find out how her son had died. Dear friend, I'm addressing you as a friend as any friend of my boy is a friend. I thank you for sending us word of how our dearest Ernest died. It is dreadful though to lose our dear boy in this way. We would not believe it till we had the letter from someone who saw him. Did you see my boy after he died? Could you tell us how he was? I should like to know what time of day or night it happened or thereabouts. I am sure we are all the while thinking of you, dear lads, hoping and praying for you to be kept safe. And then when these awful tidings are sent us, it shakes our faith. But then again, when we get calm, we know that God is still in his heaven and he orders all things for the best. I sent Ernie a parcel off on the 21st of August. If you could see anything of it, will you share what is good between you and his friends? I shall never forget you and hope you will write me often. So thanking you, I close. Yours truly, Mrs. Gaze. P.S. Write soon. A reading from the Holy Gospel of Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when the people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. I thought that was an enormously sad reading that our very fine officer cadet read there, the letter from Mrs Gaze asking about the death of her son. I've been asked to say that we commemorate this year, I think it's right to say, the 100th anniversary of the Wrens. I know that we have a Wren on parade and wherever you are, Mum, you are very welcome amongst us and thanks very much for coming. As we think of Mrs Gaze, we sing our next hymn. It's a very fine hymn, so we'll sing it all. It is the hymn, Abide With Me.
O Lord of hosts, stretch forth, we pray thee, thine almighty arm to strengthen and protect the forces of our Queen in every peril of sea and land and air. Shelter them in the day of battle, and in time of peace keep them safe from all evil. Endue them with loyalty and courage, and grant that in all things they may serve as seeing thee who art invisible. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so we come to our act of remembrance and as we always do now at the War Memorial here in Cambridge, we start the formal part of that ceremony with a reading from that greatest of British authors, John Bunyan, and his work, Pilgrim's Progress. I see myself now at the end of my journey. My toilsome days are ended. I am going now to see that head that was crowned with thorns and that face that was spat upon for me. I have formerly lived by hearsay and faith, but now I go where I shall live by sight and shall be with him in whose company I delight myself. I have loved to hear the Lord spoken of, and whenever I have seen the print of his shoe in the earth, there I have coveted to set my foot to. His name to me has been as a civet box, yea, sweeter than all perfume. His voice to me has been most sweet, and his countenance I have more desired than they that have most desired the light of the sun. His words I did use to gather for my food and for antidotes against my faintings. He has held me and hath kept me from mine iniquities. Yea, my steps hath he strengthened in his way. Glorious it was to see how the open region was filled with horses and chariots, with trumpeters and pipers, with singers and players on stringed instruments to welcome the pilgrims as they went up and followed one another in at the beautiful gate of the city. To the men of Cambridgeshire, 
at the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them.